You're listening to RDC. Available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and not in video form. Subscribe now and send your comments by Carrier Pigeon. Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Chronicles with us, the Red Devil Chronicle. My name's Andy. And my name's Joe. And this week, Burnley's bus proved too big for our bus, so what next for Manchester United? We'll discuss that and more next. Welcome, 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 guys. We are Red Devil Chronicle at We Follow United on Twitter, and it's a pleasure to be back. I've got Joe through the glass. Good evening, Joe. Good evening, you all right? Yeah, very well, are you? Yeah, not bad. Not good bad. Stuff. Good to be back. Yeah, it is good to be back. Uh, we still haven't got Nick with us, um, unfortunately. Still hiding somewhere at Bagminton or something. Don't, don't know what's going on with Nick at the moment. We need to have serious words. But thankfully, we've got someone on... Um, who's a lot better in my opinion, Joe. I'm sure you share that opinion. <laughs> Thankfully, Nick doesn't listen yeah, when he's not he here. He doesn't so listen anyway, okay. so it doesn't matter. But we've got Tell, uh, formerly from the uh, Devil's Terrace, rebanded now as the uh, Football Terrace. Uh, Tell, great to have you on the show again. Yeah, absolutely. well, thank you very much for having me on. I really do appreciate it. No, not at all, not at all. It's been far too long. Um, so, no, good to have you back and uh, hope to have you back more regularly. Uh, Tell, we're going to dive straight in with you on this one. Um, there's no avoiding it. It was simply Manchester United nil, Burnley nil. Um, a, a game in which I think in isolation, Tell, um, could have gone down simply as one of those bad days at the office. But I, I think because of what's happened recently with United's run of form, um, I think it's only been highlighted more. I mean, it happened with Arsenal recently against Borough. Um, and, and these results do come about, Tell. Has there been an overreaction because of the form that went into that game? I think so. I, th- I think that the, the money that's been spent, Jose Mourinho being the manager, uh, those factors play into the hands of, of uh, rival fans and, and the media. So there'll always be more of a focus when Man United are are in bad form. Um, it's weird. It's the way we're playing football at the moment is entertaining. I have to say, albeit the result was disappointing, um, United were entertaining. We created chances. And we've done that for the majority of games. The only performance in recent times that I think has been really substandard and well below anything we'd ever expect was away at Chelsea. But even in that game, Zlatan could have scored a couple of goals um, if he had his shooting boots on. So things aren't great. We're not winning the games we should. But what I've been talking about for three years at United are those sort of green shoots of progression. You can certainly see because we're creating the chances. And I don't think it'll be long until Zlatan starts to score um, and United, you know, the rest of the players contributing a little bit more as well. Absolutely. And, and picking up on a point that you raised there, Tell, um, certainly the the big issue for United last season was in creating chances and, and thankfully that's something that hasn't uh, plagued us early doors so far. Uh, 37 attempts in total uh, by United against Burnley and yet somehow uh, no goals con- uh, conceded by Burnley. Uh, but on, on that point, um, with regards to the number of chances and number of attempts, yeah, I mean, there, there were criticisms uh, of some of the chances that were missed. The, the Zlatan one um, in particular from the edge of the six-yard box that Pogba puts in is a blazing, uh, glaring miss. And, and you can see how people are getting on his back about it. But other than that, Tell, 
for me, watching the game back again uh, a couple of times, as I have done, I didn't feel personally that United were actually that wasteful. Um, there was that chance, but there wasn't a great deal else. That it just didn't seem to fall for us on the day. Um, I mean, did you see it that way? Did you think United were particularly wasteful in their chances? No, I think that, as you say, I, also, I did the same thing as you. I think when you watch a football match, there's and it's your team. There is passion and there's, there's, there's anxiety and all sorts of emotions going on. And it clouds your judgment. Sometimes goals look better or, or missed chances look worse. So I watch it back as well, and I don't, again, I I felt disappointed at the result, but I was really encouraged by the way that we played. Genuinely, I thought that Pogba um, in the second half, especially, was growing, and you can see him settling in more and more at Man United. I think people still forget that he's a young player uh, and fairly inexperienced. Um, in, in, I know he's played in Serie A, but he's still only, he's still only the same age as Lingard. That everybody. It's talking about you know giving some time to settle at this sort of level, so it's going to take him a bit of time. But no, I, I was definitely encouraged. I'm not. This whole run of poor form has not got me worrying at all. Heat at the moment, I'm frustrated at certain players or individuals. But when it comes down to it, um, I'm quite encouraged and comfortable with how we're playing and what we're doing at the moment. Hmm. Uh, Joe, I'll come to you on this. I, I mean, tell. Um, says he's, he's sort of comfortable with with how it's going so far. Yes, the the results aren't coming in, and there was that massive disaster against Chelsea. Uh, are you concerned for the way United are playing? Are you expecting it to click into gear at some stage? Is Mourinho and his team setting up to do the right things? I mean, tell it's great you've come on because you've given me some positive vibes. <laughs> I've been pretty negative over the last couple of days, but no, um, I don't know. I'm not sure. I think that we we spoke about foundations a lot last week, didn't we? And, and it's a very Mourinho of, word. It's kind of what we're going back to here: is are we setting up the right foundations for the future of United? But I'm no, no, I'm not a glory hunter. But yes, I do want to see trophies at United again, and and I don't just want to be saying every year, let's aim for top four. We should be by now. We've been aiming for top four for four years. So and and we're still putting in these bang average performances. I'm not blaming the manager because there's, there's 11 players on the pitch. Well, there can be up to 14 players at fault in a game. So I'm not just putting it all on Mourinho, and that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, we're, we're Man United. We should be doing more than just bang average performances, getting battered by Chelsea in the first 10 minutes. We should be doing more. It's nothing new. We've been Every big club now knows, hit us in the first five minutes. I mean, look at City. They nearly scored in the first two minutes. I know mm. it was only a League Cup, but does it matter? Teams are get, we're getting too predictable, that's what I'm saying. I think we just need to start taking games by the neck and, and get a bit of fear factor back into into the club because there isn't any. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fair enough comment. And, and Tell, I'll come back to you on this uh, with regards to the Burnley game specifically. Um, real combination from Burnley's part of a very structured, well-organised defending, um, some heroic clearances in there, and of course Tom Heaton uh, calling on his inner Peter Schmeichel in parts on his return to the Theatre of Dreams. Uh, I mean, how highly did you rate Burnley's performance? Everything's been on sort of how United waste, wasted chances on the day. Uh, Burnley would make that hard for any team setting up in that way, surely. They, they, they would. Oh, tell, tell, hold up. Can't start that one again. We missed you for the yeah. first bit. <laughs> no, but yeah, as I say, you know, Burnley did the same thing to Liverpool and beat them. Um, and Liverpool are play, playing probably the best brand of attacking football in the league at the moment. And, and, and Burnley did the same thing to them. 
it would be interesting to see. I have this theory that's not proven with statistics because nowhere does them, and I haven't got the time to work it out. But uh, quite often, I notice when a team like Burnley puts in a performance, they tend to lose their following game because I think they absolutely exhaust themselves playing to that sort of level and that standard. Um, and, and they were really, really good. And you can't take that away from them. They they defended astutely. Of course, a little bit of luck with missed chances, but that those missed chances happen because of the, the nervous energy that's created um, because the games, every minute that ticks away becomes harder for Manchester United to score goals because sport is essentially um, 80% sort of mental strength and, and, and how you're thinking and feeling and 20% what your body can do. In my opinion, I think if you're mentally... And that's where I think Manchester United struggle and have done since Sir Alex Ferguson because he was at the centre of everything uh, he kept everybody balanced. He, he didn't, you know, we we won titles with squads and players that were so poor, like really poor players in our squad that played regular games. You know, we've had we had, we had title. We won the European Cup and Premier League double in two thousand and eight with Wes Brown as the right back. And no disrespect to Wes Brown, he isn't that kind of quality of player. But you know, we've had players, you know, lesser players in the team. We we kept that fear factor, and Sir Alex was that guy and. Since he's gone, that has disappeared, and it takes time. And I think the teams come to us with this buoyant feeling that we can get at Manchester United because they're not that monster that they used to be. Almost as if, like a boxer that's lost their ability to knock somebody out, their punching power's gone. And people, you know, <laughs> is it Danny Williams beating Mike Tyson? That's it's the same <laughs> equivalent. He's never Mike Tyson's level in his heyday, but people then fancy having a pop. And and I think that's where United are now, and that's why I'm so strong. Think, feel so strongly about getting behind Jose Mourinho and no matter what he does I'm not turning against him and I'm going to fervently attack uh, with words of course no violence involved <laughs> any um, Manchester United fan that, 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 that tries to turn against a guy that's come here to, to do a job for us and I think that when we start turning as fans and, and there's no that, that's not, turning isn't being negative or being critical of a performance or tactics it's right to challenge but the reason why Sir Alex Ferguson was so successful for me is once he'd won his first title with us and a few trophies with us, no matter what he did, Manchester United fans had his back. And sometimes he was wrong and we still had his back. And I think that was what stood Manchester United out from every other club in England is nobody else would do that. And you look at Arsenal as an example. Since the fans started turning on Wenger, it's been harder and harder for them to win trophies because that pressure as much as he won't say there's any there, that gets to the manager. Suddenly, a few good results this season, signing some players is a feel-good factor. Isn't it amazing that Arsenal are playing their best football in about, what, 10 years? Yeah. Because suddenly everyone's behind the coach again. It, it, there's no... That, that mental aspect of it, and, and that, you know, Ibra's, Ibra's never felt this kind of pressure before in his career. And Man United fans are putting that on him. And the only way he's going to get back is if we, metaphorically, because we can't get near players these days, put our arms around his shoulder... And if he misses another 10 chances against Swansea, we keep telling him it's going to be okay and he's going to come good. You do that, you do that for your kids' team on a Sunday. And I don't think adults, especially adult men, because we never really grow up, I don't think the mentality is any different. Yeah, it absolutely isn't. And we can certainly vouch you on that, Tell. Me and Joe certainly have no plans of growing up, do we, Joe? Tell, do you, do you think, I asked this on, on the Europa League special the other night, um, do you think Mourinho is kind of it's gone for him now. Not, I'm not saying let's all get on Mourinho's back, but all I'm do, all I'm saying is, has the Mourinho genius gone, or will it come back with with that that putting the arm around him and saying, "Come on, mate, let let's get let's get a performance back together." 
it's a tough one. I I think that because there were signs of it at Chelsea, wasn't there? There were signs that 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 genius football mind had gone. Is he just not happy in England, or what? What what does he need to start getting that that uh, the formation right think, again? Yeah, I I think that it's it, Man United a different animal for him because he's got so much control here. He's got to learn how to balance. He's been used to managing clubs where he's in charge of the tactics and picking the starting lineup. That he that essentially at Chelsea, which is I've always found it strange that he went back. You know, at Chelsea, at Real Madrid, etc. You know, he, the, the owners and presidents, etc., would would choose the players that were coming in and where the scouting was done. So it's going to take him a bit of time. I, I wouldn't say I don't know whether it's gone or not. I think it was only two years ago he won the Premier League at Atlanta with Chelsea. Um, but we know that club is synonymous with turning on its coaches when things don't go right, and and that's what is interesting because I think that I worry that player power can come into um, fruition at Manchester United. If we continue to get rid of get rid of and blame managers when things don't go right, and I'm certainly guilty of that as a, as a supporter and a fan of Manchester United, that I just blame the manager all the time, and I think to myself, hang on, the players have got to step up and take some responsibility here because if Zlatan had scored, if Rooney who had a good chance towards it, if they'd have put the ball in the back of the net in two or three games this season where we've dominated, suddenly we're, we'd be in the top two or three positions. We might have even won the additional game in the Europa League, and there would be no question around Jose Mourinho's um, around his genius. So it's it's a very fine line for us at the moment. Where I'd say it, I would still support him is that we're, we're doing everything but putting the ball in the back of the net, barring that that, that Chelsea performance. The, the way we played away at Liverpool again, we kept him at bay. A couple of good saves from De Gea. If Latam just gets that that header on target, we could have walked away with all three points and. He would have been lauded for his tactical ability to shut Liverpool out of a game and have been the only team to have done that this season. He would have, absolutely right. But something I just wanted to to pick up on, Tell, and I'm just going to fire into something we picked up on uh, during the fan takeover this Monday um, at 12 o'clock at We Follow United. Um, there were some polls went out there, some debates that we got going. Um, and I just wanted to pick up on something uh, where you sort of left it there uh, with regards to Jose Mourinho. The the question was put out by ourselves. Uh, is Mourinho's behaviour in any way to blame for what's happening on the pitch at uh, Manchester United currently? Um, now, uh, 87% of the fans voting on this said no. So only 13% went with yes on this. Um, and a comment that came in on this from at Big C 75 said, what's he done really? Um, got sent to the Suns for arguing uh, over a decision or two. I'd be more upset if he acted like he didn't care, which I'm fine with. Um, now, my angle of approach with this question, Tell, just picking up from what you were mentioning about uh, Mourinho and what Joe sort of touched upon as well, is that what, what I have wrong in the back of my mind with the way that Mourinho is at the moment is that I think the problem is he needs to change uh, the way in which he manages. Um, what he's effectively done for me... Uh, is bring quite a negative mentality to the club very early on, and it's something that's rubbed on from his time at Chelsea as well. Um, and that's certainly been passed on to the players as well, in, just in my opinion. Um, I think if all you do is complain about being unlucky, um, have a go at officials uh, about decisions not going your way, I think the players, it almost becomes sort of like a self-fulfilling prophecy that they go out on the pitch expecting and believing that to be the case genuinely. Um, now, 
I'm not referring to Mourinho's behaviour as such within this question. I think it's more of a, an attitude, perhaps, and I, and I get what he's going for um, in something else that you touched upon. There is this siege mentality that he had going at Chelsea the first time round that worked out so well and, of course, worked for Sir Alex Ferguson so well during his time at the club as well. But I just fear the siege mentality with the crop of plays he's got, they're not responding well to it. Uh, and as a result of that, Tell, I, I think Mourinho has to learn to perhaps manage in a different way, adapt to his situation that he's in now. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think it's interesting. My, 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 my dad's a Spurs fan, and so we'll look at Manchester United very uh, objectively, and he doesn't have any bias. And he sort of said that he, he, that's one thing about Mourinho, the only thing about Mourinho that he doesn't like is the fact that he, will very, he, he doesn't remember him ever sitting there and saying, we were outplayed, outperformed. He'll blame a decision, a referee, a bus. He'll, he'll blame something other than his own team. Uh, that works when you are being successful. It does, as you say, it creates that siege mentality. It gets everybody wrapped around you. It can be flaky when the team isn't performing. I think what you said is right. In any kind of leadership, whether you're whether you're running the, the biggest sports team in the world, a business, a, you know, government, right down to small level things, right up to the top, over time, people change. And I think you need to change your leadership style to adapt that in terms of the club that you're in. You can't behave exactly the same way as you did 12 years ago because football's changed. It's a new generation of player. You know, whether you believe it or not, people don't like to believe this, but it's true. I think as human beings, I think people, as generations have gone, have become more and more sensitive. Um, by the time my son goes to school in three years' time, they'll no longer be called boys or girls. They'll just be called people. Um, I think that kind of mentality that's just out there in the world now, um, where you can't refer to somebody as a boy or a girl and you've got to call them a person, um, it, I think that seeps into life and you need to adapt the way you talk to people. I think the way he's criticised, for instance, Luke Shaw. For a game, I thought Luke Shaw was quite good in myself, but to out one player. So when he does blame someone, he just blames one player. Yeah, for publicly. the Watford goal. I, yeah, yeah. Mm. I think there are things he's got to learn and change. But then I would, but then, put, but to be consistent, I would look at Mourinho and say, I know he's in his fifties, but he's new to Man United, and I want to give him time to change and adapt. The same as I would for a new signing that comes in and isn't playing well, or his attitude doesn't appear to be great. You've got to give him that time to adapt and go. And of course, the media will spin it that he passed it. He, he, he's passed his best, and if you've all seen my my my, my uh, ironic. Um, Jose out campaign that I have started on the football terrace, <laughs> which we um, which we I, are fully supporting and really enjoy, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Um, it won't be long until fractions of of Manchester United fans, followed by the support of some, you know, some, some fanzines, some YouTube channels, there'll be something that will go on the forefront of attack solely, in my opinion, to make money. But um, and people will start to turn on the manager, and when that happens is when the real pressure will, will kick in. And, and you know what? The, the, the one group of people that will really be affected, you know, the manager might fail, lose his job, the, the players might be sold or not win anything, but it's the fans and the supporters of the club that will be impacted more than anybody. And we often forget about that. And I think that Jose does need to change some aspects of his approach. He clearly needs to change something in training. I think if we were all playing football manager, we'd be, uh, we'd be changing the training uh, programme this week to attacking <laughs> and shooting. Because we all know we do that when it isn't when the goals are not going in on that. So that's all that needs to happen. But 
I get just that and adding it, Memphis back in is Joe's usual line on football manager. Yeah, Memphis changes <laughs> it all for me. <laughs> it does. Uh, yeah, it, it's. Do you know what? Sometimes I, I play football manager before so much that when it comes to a real game, I get confused who's in form and who's not in good form. I literally, I'm like, I can't remember. If if Rooney Rooney scoring loads of goals in real life or in the game, must be the game at the moment. To be fair, but um, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to look for the morale stats on uh, real players as well. It's quite difficult. <laughs> They're looking for the little uh, yeah. downward what orange. Mood, what kind of mood is? He? Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't, why, why why did you sell him Smalling? They're starting Smalling. He didn't turn up to training. Two weeks ago. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's not true. Yeah, no, I've I've been there and done that absolutely. And I think it it's just one for me. I, I, it hasn't worked for us as a club rotating managers so quickly it hasn't worked um in any way shape or form we won an fa cup nothing we've done as a fan base as a club as a management team has worked in the last three years so it had to change and you know i don't see why as fans we shouldn't be the ones to change that we shouldn't be the way you know how amazing of a club would we look if even if we're sitting in 12th place we're still standing there singing the manager's name if we feel this progression and something's changing if you know, Jose Mourinho sitting there with two fingers up and looks like he doesn't care. That's a different matter. I'm not saying we we support him unconditionally forever. Mm. But for me, two or three years is an absolute minimum. And I want to see, if that's if the guy's still being positive and he's still trying. If, All he needs to say, do, guy, to get the fans on side, is throw himself on the floor. It, it worked for Van Hal. Well, it bought him a couple of months, yeah. If, if Van Hal had done that, see, if, if it had done, <laughs> and it's interesting with Mourinho's <clears throat> behaviour during the Burnley game specifically, I love seeing that. I know it might sound a little bit thuggish, but you know what? During a football game, when the players kick off and there's handbags, when <laughs> managers like square out to each other, for me, that's part and parcel of football. That happens on the Sunday league pitch. It happens in the school playground, and it, and it gets the adrenaline pumping. So to see Jose Mourinho fuming, I thought, wow, it's been three or four years since we've seen that as fans. That shows that he genuinely cares, um, and he wants things to happen. Um, I have. I, I don't care what he said to the referee. Do you know what? He's not. Has he threatened to kill him? Has he been racist or sexist? If he hasn't done any of those things, I don't really care what he said. They're all grown men in the heat of the moment. You should be. You know, it's. it's a, when did sticks and stones become irrelevant? I like Tell's um, policy. I, I like that policy, Tell. Uh, and it's it's been absolutely amazing to have you on, Tell. I mean, so much great insight. There was just one more thing I wanted to cover from the fan takeover before we uh, let you go this evening. Um, and this is something a little bit more on the pitch. We've we've gone really in depth on on the Mourinho situation, which has been great. Uh, just wanted to touch upon a question that we had from a fan this week, um, and wanted to get a quick insight from you on this. It's from uh, at Arthur Richard, who asked, uh, "Do we really lack firepower?" We put this to a poll for him. Seventy three percent said no, we do have the the players. Twenty seven percent said yes, we do lack uh, firepower. Now. Um, there was a comment from this as well, Arthur Richard, he put below this. Our fans are complaining we don't have enough firepower up front, but with all that talent, we definitely have enough. Um, now, when we hit our stride properly, the goals will come. And I just wanted to approach the argument quickly from this angle um, and see what your thoughts are on this, Tell. Um, firstly, what constitutes enough? Um, is that top four Premier League winners? Have we got enough for, for either of those? Um, But more importantly, I wanted to know, with regards to Manchester City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs, even Everton perhaps, where do we stand on paper, taking form to one side at the moment, in terms of United's forward line, where do you think United stand at the moment against the teams around them? Boy, on paper, Mm. from an attacking sense, I would say City 
are in a better position. I think we can all yeah, agree on that, sadly. Yeah, I think City are in a better position. Um, I'll, fi- I'll, I'll, fire, I'll fire through some of this, Tal, and we'll just get your quick thoughts on it. Chelsea, yeah. What? where would you stand against Chelsea on paper? See, I'd only take Hazard from their attack. So I'll put us above them. Okay. Uh, Liverpool? Oh, I would take Coutinho and, and Mane. So that's fairly... Yeah, they're be- better. They, better. They are, yeah, they are better. <laughs> um, Arsenal? No. <laughs> Just a straight-up no. no on Arsenal. Not, not, <laughs> not even Ozil? No, because he's a, he's a three or four-month of season man. There you go. Uh, Spurs? Yeah, I love Harry Kane. I think he's a little bit special. He is a bit special. In, in, in more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I got this thrown in there, so I'm just going to put it out there. This was uh, at B2K Samos said Everton. Uh, at first, I dismissed it out of the ground, but then I thought to myself, well, I can see the logic because a lot of fans were calling for Lukaku. Uh, we know that Barkley, if he could ever string a season together, could be a very good player. Um, thoughts against Everton? I wouldn't swap a single one of their attackers for any of their, like, our main attacking players. Yeah, it's it, it's a form thing, and it's uh, it's it's a tough one. I, I think we have enough firepower to get us into the top four. I don't think we have enough to win the league. I, I, I'm getting a feeling that's going to be a shootout between City and Liverpool. It's looking that way. Arsenal, Arsenal coming in. Arsenal and Spurs fighting out for the third position, um, and then we've got to just try and catch up with those with those teams. I think that Martial and Rashford are still really young. Um, and they're two or three years away from being at their at their very best, maybe even a bit more. Rashford only nineteen, so mm. maybe a little bit longer for him. Years ahead of him. Um, yeah. we, we haven't seen. I know that Matter's coming come very well in the number ten role, and, and he's proven me wrong in that position. And, and I, I'm glad he has because I, I want to be proven wrong when I doubt a player. Absolutely. I'm not a Man United fan. Um, we haven't seen Mkhitaryan yet, so I think he's that missing piece of the jigsaw. And, and hopefully uh, that could make something happen. Where I think we're struggling is Zlatan is massively out of form. I don't think he's past it. I just think it's a form thing because the one thing players don't lose uh, is their touch and, 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 and sort of passing and their finishing. You know, if you put Jimmy Greaves on the pitch, I bet if you saw him at a ball still, he'd hit it quite well. Mm. And that's all that's letting Ibra down is he's finishing. So that's a, a confidence thing for me. We Absolutely. play with a lone striker and I don't think Martial or Rashford are ready in their careers to play that lone striker role. So that's the only area that I think that we suffer with. Um, will Jose Mourinho play a uh, sort of an Alexi Sanchez up front in that type of role, like a false nine? I don't see him doing that. So what are our options? Blatan and, and Rooney that we'll Persevere, know. I think, is the answer, Tell, and, and hope yeah. and pray. Uh, but, um, I mean, on the basis of the answers you've given us there, you, you have got us finishing in the top four, so... Uh, there is hope for us yet, Tal. Uh, we are going to have to uh, move on. It's been an absolutely cracking fan takeover and, and we're really glad to have you back as part of the show um, and we'd, we'd hope to have you back soon. Uh, Tal, just remind people where they can follow you. Yeah, so the Twitter is uh, Twitter feed is at the football T-E-R-R. So I think that's pronounced Terror. Uh, at the football Terror. Um, <laughs> it's very straight. It's very straight. Yeah, um, and just uh, follow uh, the or subscribe to the Football Terrace on YouTube. That's where it's safe. Yes, YouTube. That's definitely where it is. Um, <laughs> Always good yeah, to know. Definitely. There you go. Yeah, uh, so follow yeah, Tell and the Football Terrace wherever they go, whether that's uh, on Twitter, YouTube, or anywhere else. There, 
absolutely brilliant. Content is always incredible. Insight like no other, uh, bar none. Uh, Tell, absolute pleasure to have you on, and we hope to speak to you soon. No worries. Take care, guys. Thanks for having me. Cheers, Cheers, pal. There you go. Tell from the football terrace with uh, some fascinating insight on uh, Mourinho. And on our front four, Joe. Hasn't he got a beautiful insight to football? He has. Yeah, it's just, it's just an incredible chap. Really yeah, enjoyed no, that. No, I enjoyed that. Thanks for coming on, Tell. Yeah, the only thing is I'm going to have to go and put another hour on the car park, Joe. Oh, no. <laughs> no way. And we've still got a weekend preview to do. We are far from over. Uh, we're going to Swansea at the weekend. We're going to discuss that next, and Joe will be back and able to get a word in. So we'll see what his thoughts are next. It's Sunday at 3 o'clock, it's Swansea versus Manchester United and United head to meet the Welsh team managed by an American whose career midfielder has often been the key to our downfall. That's enough of the bad jokes though and on to the more serious joke. Manchester United have won only two of the last five versus Swansea in the league and they have become a bit of a part-time bogey team. Uh, We're going to discuss the weekend preview as always to end the show with myself and Joe. Uh, Just before I do so, though, I'd just like to uh, give a shout-out and thanks to Adam Lyon um, for the royalty-free music that you are currently hearing still in the background. He is Man in a Shed on SoundCloud, as uh, Joe represents again (laughs) what he's capable of producing. It's lovely stuff, Uh, so thank you very much for that. That's made our life a lot easier. It has, and it's enabled us, of course, to get onto that lovely iTunes that we spoke about earlier in the show. Well, it right at the start of the has. show. certainly has. It's a lovely thing to be part of iTunes, isn't it, Joe? Oh, it's like a big community of fuzzy warmness, isn't it? It is, yeah. It just makes you feel all nice and warm inside, doesn't it? Of course it? it does. But uh, something that makes me feel slightly cold and worried inside, Joe, is the visit, of course, to Wales. It's uh, Swansea against United, as I say, for Super Sunday. Um, And as I was just saying, United, pretty poor record in recent games against Swansea. Um, The last four league games between the two teams, though, uh, has ended 2-1. So they're pretty close affairs. There's a tip for your score prediction, by the way. Um, I'm just going to give a quick run-through before we get into the real meat on the bone here, Joe, about where the two teams are up to. So United currently sit eighth um, in the league, which is shocking in itself. With one win, three draws and a defeat in their last five, that's six points out of possible 15. Uh, comparing that to Swansea makes for good reading for us as we head into the weekend preview. They're 19th with one draw and four defeats from their last five. That is just a solitary point from a possible 15. Bizarre, really, that they sa- uh, decided to sack uh, Guadalin, um really to go on to form like that under Bob Bradley. Um, but, Joe, um, discussion around Swansea, uh, we haven't won uh, in the league since September the 24th. Is this the best opportunity that we have in a long time to turn those fortunes around? Um, yes and no. With, with that form, you kind of have to worry where it ends. You know, you, you got to worry that Swansea are, are willing to, to, to turn it around. And after what Burnley held us to, you never know if teams are quite... Ha- you know what they're going to be doing. And we both know what the, the, the strategy is against us. So I wouldn't be too surprised if we if we saw a bit of park-the-bus mentality coming from every squad we meet. I mean, we've known this from about three years ago when Newcastle did it to us, that we were just so 
we just can't play through a, a good defence. And I've got to worry that Swansea don't have the worst defence in the world. We've got it's some a more... pretty leaky one at the moment. It's leaky at the moment, mm. but they still, in terms of on paper, they don't have the worst defence in the world. No, I mean, there's there's plenty of teams in the world that have a, a worse defence. I'll give you that, Joe. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we'll go back to Sunday League and <laughs> me. Yeah. I'm pretty bad. Absolutely, yeah. I can vouch for that. <laughs> but, um, I mean, with regards to this, Joe, it's a, it's a conversation that we've had earlier on in the show um, and, and a conversation, as you say, we've had in the past and other managers have tried and failed to find a way around this. Um. Swansea will be capable of upping their game for a game like Manchester United. We've discussed they've played pretty well against us in the last couple of seasons. Um, so they'll be confident that, that they are, you know, our bogey team. They they can do damage to us. Um, how do we counteract this problem? Because it's been ongoing for so long. In In what way can we try to do something differently against Swansea to break that mould um, to stop the defensive lockout, Mourinho is is the master of parking the bus. Why is he not able to get his vehicle round opponents' buses? Um, they, well, they've got bigger buses, like you say. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. I think that we don't. I think we have to do the opposite of parking the bus. I think we have to surprise them. <laughs> what? Take the handbrake off and drive the bus? Yeah, just let it roll. Just let it roll down a hill. <laughs> just, just hopefully it hits something. There's been so many analogies about buses over the last couple it's of weeks on this fault. show. It's your fault. It's so. It's just your fault. I'm blaming you. You, you can do. All you write on that paper in front of you. <laughs> it just, you just got about I've just a thousand got, pictures of different a, buses. A paper just with the word bus written on it. Yeah, that's all I think it is. I just find different ways. In I which must I can be reading it. something else. I you just, must be. But yeah, no, I do think that we. Um, we just need to do the opposite. Go out and try and surprise Swansea. Hit them straight away. Try and get that early goal. I think that's what we needed to do against Burnley. Just hit them hit them right away when they weren't quite warmed up already. I think that's the only way you can kind of take well, a game into this. Because I know what they'll be expecting of us. They'll be expecting the United will come, sit for half an hour, and then attack for the last 15 minutes. Like we all, we all know so well. Like you described in the Europa League special. Mm. So I don't want... I don't want to see that. Let's go and do something different. Let's put players that can actually attack a ball on the pitch rather than just putting so many holding players in the same position, waiting to play 6-2, whatever they want to play. 6-3-1 six, six, our favourite formation. Yeah, let's not I'm do still that. trying to work on a feature around that involving a bus as well. It sounds like a bus, the 6-3-1, uh, the Europa League circular. I uh, haven't quite figured out what's going to be involved in that yet, but I'm working towards it, Joe. Hopefully, that that sounds exciting. Well, I've got something that sounds even more exciting than that, though. Whilst you were just sort of talking through how you get by potential problems with Swansea, I've just jotted down what 11 I would like to see um, play against Swansea. So how I think we can line up that can cause damage to Swansea. Um, so I'll run that through with you, Joe, yeah. um, and we'll see if you uh, can disagree with anything on this one, because I know there's only a couple of changes you made to my Europa League one, so we'll see how we go with the Premier League. Um, so I've got De Gea in goal, um, so we're not going to have an argument about uh, Romero in this one, because it is the Premier League. Um, we've got a back four, the same as my Europa League back four, as I mentioned um, ahead of the Thursday night game, want to see consistency, so get that back four playing with De Gea again, Let's try and get a solid base going for the time being. Um, I'm going with a two in midfield. I'm going to the 4-2-3-1 formation for this one. 
So I've got Pogba and Herrera as a midfield two. Uh, I like them as a partnership. Herrera, as we've mentioned, has been superb. Um, I'm going with the three behind the striker of Mkhitaryan. I'm going to say that he's finally passed his SAS training. He's completed Mourinho's process. He's going to get game. That's what I want to see. He's going to play from the right in my team. But has he got the right foundations to play in the squad? I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll soon find out. Uh, I'm going to have Mata as the number 10. And I want to see Martial back playing. I would love to see him back in a Premier League game. And I think having two players on the wing that have a bit of pace um, and can really take it to Swansea's full-backs uh, would be beneficial. And I'm going to continue with my theme of pace up front, which I'm quite liking as a different way of unlocking defences. So I'm going with Rashford up top. No Ibra? No. So you're just you binning off everyone again? No. No, I'm not binning off everyone. No. I'm not at all. Who who have I binned off other than Ibrahimovic? Yeah. Yeah, why are you hurt about that? I'm not. <laughs> the does, guy, the guy still couldn't feel hit four goals at the moment. It still feels strange to you mm. that Ibrahimovic plays for United. It does a bit, yeah. It's like I don't I don't see him as a United player. No. There is some sort of alternate reality feel to this, like one day I'm gonna wake up and it was all just a dream. Like Van Persie that was a United player. Yeah, it was. It was a bird. It, fe- it felt right, it fitted well. Yeah. Well, it, it doesn't sit right with me like you, so I think mm. I'll go through my squad then. Go on. Of who might, I mean, my dream squad, like you. I mean, you never know what injuries can happen in the Europa Well, yeah, League, ex- so exactly. We, we don't know yet. Mm. So, right, I'm having De Gea in net. Um, that's a good start. I mean, in terms of foundations, that's very solid. We don't have a right back. We do, Damien. We don't, though, do we? You can't. And you like Fosu Mensah as well. Right. But you've Darmian. already played him on Thursday, so you're going to play him again? No, Darmian's going to have to play. Right. I'm sorry. Okay. You'd have to apologise. I'm sorry, Darmian. You're going to have to do something <laughs> for once. You can't just sit on the bench and earn money. He, he could have won as a penalty I'm against gonna Burnley. That would have been something. Darmian, Rojo. Not not in this particular order, but Darmian, Rojo, Blind and Shaw. Okay, so again. the back four's the same. Yep. And I'm I'm bringing the most revolutionary thing I'll, I'll ever say on this on this podcast, which it, it's somebody I hate, and it's somebody I, who needed to get in the bin last year. But I'm bringing Uncle Basti back into the situation. Are you really? Yeah. Fascinated. I just don't know how. He, I mean, he's had a long enough break, hasn't he? He's had a bit of time off. He has. Had I was a bit looking of time. for his Twitter yesterday. Yeah. And he was is it pr- just happy birthday messages? Oh, it's so lovely, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It is so nice. Yeah. He deserves the spot for that. Right. Yeah. So, so you're giving someone a spot because they're nice? For once, yeah. Yeah. Did you not see his happy face stood in the ground? As he, he was, come on, boys, whatever, MUFC. Yeah, yeah. 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 He deserves one. Passion merchant. Yeah. 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 All right. It's like Daily Blind when he first joined. Remember mm. that? Yeah. Let's do, all yeah. send Daily Blind fan mail. Yeah. So, so Uncle so Bastian Steiger is getting a start. I mean, I'm, I'm flummoxed, uh, especially from you of all people, I Joe. I hate Bastian Schweinsteiger. Yeah, you, yeah. I mean, that's certainly the impression that we've got. From doing this podcast, I with almost you. hated him more than Yanazai, and you had a, a deep-seated hatred for Yanazai as well. I'm so glad he's at where Sunderland. Mm. He's so bad. So yeah, well, you're not going to have a midfield two of of uh, Schweinsteiger and Yanazai because you don't have that option. So, so who's who's sitting in with uh, Schweinsteiger? <laughs> who's playing with him then? Rune Amda. That would be too I was fast. So worried for a minute. <laughs> Pogba. Right. Okay. I should go four three two four three two no four two three one again. Yeah. Okay. Right, you ready for this now? 
I, d- I don't know if I could take much more of this. <laughs> on the right? Mm. Oh. Who do I want on the right? Mick Of course you do. Everyone wants him there. Right. I think he's got the right foundations. Yeah? Yeah. In the middle. Number 10. Big man. One matter. Right. <laughs> Bigged him up a bit there, didn't I, for no reason. You did. I thought you were going to say Wade Rooney again. And on the left, um, I'm going to put Rashford there. So who's going up top? There's only one man who can go up top because I think that him and Bastian Schweinsteiger have, they just must have, it's like a match made in heaven, this. Bastian Schweinsteiger, through ball into Ibrahimovic, goal. I think you've been hit on the head with something. I hope so. I do as well. Um, I'll tweet both of those teams out ahead of Sunday's game. Uh, that's mine and Joe's projected what we want lineups. Um, and we'll see which one the fans want to see more. No, we can't. That's not fair. Ah, well, you've put your team together, right. pal. Okay, I'm going to win. If I say it on the podcast, I'm going to win. That's it. All right. Well, we'll put it to a poll and see who uh, who the fans prefer on that one. <laughs> um, and make sure to get your comments in below the video um, or, of course, at We Follow United on Twitter as well. Uh, let us know who you would start. Not a video. Who's in your 11? You it, can... it, it feels like a video still. Yeah, but... I can't get into this modern day <laughs> thing, Joe. <laughs> you're, so, you're stuck in your ways, Andy. I am stuck in my you're ways. Stuck, it's not a video. All, All right. right. Smash the like button. Whatever you can do. I don't know. Subscribe. Yeah, but make sure that you comment in an area of what 11 you would like to see. Yeah. Write go. it on a typewriter. And send um, it and in. And send it in by carrier pigeon. Yes. That's the one. Lovely. Let's do it that way. Um, let's look at the players that we need to watch out for from Swansea then. Um, I've picked out on a couple of players here. Um, one in particular that surprised me a lot um, in Leroy Fair, um, Swansea's central midfielder. He scored four from midfield. That's as much as our top scorer's got in Zlatan so far. Um, he certainly won't give our, our midfield any time and he does love a tackle. So I hope that the players are ready for that one. I've also picked out on um, Mo Barrow and uh, Wayne Routledge as well for a bit of pace. Mo Barrow, you've already picked because of his name. Yeah, it's a great name though, isn't it? It's such a fantastic name. But they they have so much pace to burn. Um, that That is why I'd be a little bit worried about playing Blind as a wing-back. Uh, but I also think if they come inside, we're, we're really going to have to be on our game with that. Um, otherwise, the likes of Sigurdsson and uh, Borgia Baston or uh, Lorente, whichever of the... The, the two out of the three play up front could be in for a potential field day so uh, Joe um, only right to end in the way that we always end uh, with of course the I can score carry on as long as you want if it's fine I've got more ridiculous teams in the back for you <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you have um, but uh, sadly we don't have time to hear those ridiculous teams <laughs> so we'll save them for another week uh, score prediction time I gave you a little bit of a hint earlier Joe I'll see if you fall into the trap uh, what is your score prediction for Swansea against Manchester United? Ooh, just because you said it was going to be a close one doesn't mean I'm going to fall for it. Right. Um, I don't know. What's the fans' favourite? What What would they like to hear from me? Um, I think United could potentially win. That's nice. Well, I've bet on them this week, which means they'll lose. Um you need to stop doing that. Yeah, every week we have a, we we lose when we as soon as a pot a, a you've won no money since September twenty fourth. You're not wrong in the league. That's worrying. It is worrying. Mm. I've been rinsed out of like my whole wage. <laughs> I, I don't earn enough to keep doing this. Um, I know. 
2-0 United. He's avoided the 2-1. Well played. Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 to what? Manchester United. You're bold. Yeah, well, I think Swans... Where you come from? I'm putting Bastian Schweinsteiger back in my team. Yeah. And you're saying 3-1. That's my scoreline. Swansea are leaky. Very oh. leaky at the back. And I think this is the week. Um, well, you know, hopefully... Get the three points against Fenerbahce. It's our year. It's our year. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to win the quadruple. Um, but no, I, I think I think there's goals to be had. And I think if you look at the chances that we had, as I mentioned earlier with Tell, um, there was only really one or two where you sort of looked at it and gone, how has he missed that as opposed to what a save or what a block? And and that can't happen forever. You are going to get those days, but I don't see Swansea as well organised as Burnley. And Tom Heaton won't be in that. That's true, yeah. He won't be returning against United, which, of course, always means that they have a stellar performance. Exactly. So we're okay. Yeah, we should be fine. 3-1. Well, that solves it. There you go. 2-1 for me, 3-1 for you. You're changing to 2-1 now, No, it's a 2-0, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Yeah, 2-0. Yeah. Well played. Yeah, let's do that. Let us know uh, your thoughts on anything uh, covered, whether that's the score prediction for the weekend, whether it's the uh, 11 that you would put out there uh, against Swansea at the weekend, or in, of course, anything that was covered from the fan takeover earlier in that fascinating uh, chat that we had with Tell from the football terrace as well. It's been an absolutely awesome show as ever. It's flown by. Um, do by all means give the podcast a like. Uh, I said podcast there, Joe. You'll notice. Yay! And uh, do also uh, subscribe if you're new, uh, because we are now on new platforms, so you yes. have to su- subscribe all over again if you want to listen to us moan for an hour each and week. And if you really want, press on, there's some stars on iTunes or something, so press on them. Five of them. Five of them. Yeah? Yeah, do that. Is then it we, like a hotel rating system? Right, we're going to get to number one on the iTunes charts within the next five years. and that, that's No, let's do it for Christmas. Oh, Everyone loves a Christmas number one. So, that's a bit ambitious. <laughs> next Christmas, All we're we going to be is in the top story 50. And an X Factor and we'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. All that's, the competitions are available. We'd, they are, yeah. <laughs> but they're all garbage. Um, but yeah, if you've got anything to say on anything covered, please do let us know. It's uh, It's been a pleasure as always, Joe. Thanks for uh, coming along. It's nice of one of you to bother. Well, as always, I'm not, I've got badminton on next week. So oh, have you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great stuff. Right, well, I'll be here by myself then next week. Uh, but it'll be fun as ever. Uh, fun and games are plenty, I'm sure. Thanks as always for listening and enjoy your weekends.